1: A podcast all about kids and how positive education and conscious parenting can impact their entire life as well as society i am your host julie and each thursday we are having conversations with guests on different themes and our aim is to have open discussions share different points of view and learn in a non-judgmental way today our guest pascal shares her wisdom on how to find balance with mental charge understand yourself better, and thrive at life for yourself and your family. Pascal is a relationship and confidence coach and author of the book How to be Happy in Life and Love, a guide to living the life you deserve. As a former social worker and Relate-trained counselor, she really understands the impact of learning to show up in all our relationships with confidence and healthy expectations of ourselves and others. I hope you will enjoy this episode if you do please make sure to spread the love and share it with someone who will benefit from it you can also write a review if you are listening from apple podcasts click on the five star button on spotify and join us on instagram at the bubbling adventure for daily positive education content but without further ado let's begin Papa, papa, en cette mama, papa, mama, papa. Hi Pascal, how are you today?
2: I'm good Julie, thank you.
1: Thank you for being here. Could you please introduce yourself to the audience?
2: Sure, so I'm Pascal Lane, I'm a relationship and confidence coach based in London and I work with women. Um, predominantly mums but not exclusively to help them raise their self-confidence improve their relationships mostly their relationships with themselves because I passionately believe that when we are working on ourselves and improving ourselves then everything around us improves
1: definitely that sounds great and so you were a social worker before that is it something similar that you're doing now still? Is it like, was this always your vocation? How did you get here? So, yes, I was a social worker for 18
2: years. Uh both as a qualified and unqualified social worker, I started uh, when I was like in my very early 20s, around right, about 21, 22. And yeah, have always felt an absolute pull towards uh, helping people I didn't really know at that age when I first started, uh, really what I was getting myself in for, mostly because I was just so young myself. But as I I grew through my career and my career developed and I obviously changed, I realised that there's so much work to be done, particularly around, you know, like I said, the, the work that we do on ourselves and the impact that has on, uh, on everything around us. So from a social work perspective, seeing how wounded mothers and fathers go on then to recreate these situations in their own family life when they have their own children um, and how that's been a replication of what they have experienced often um, throughout their childhood. So as my career progressed um, and I started to really get to the point where I wasn't uh, like my social work profession was absolutely fantastic and I'm incredibly grateful for every opportunity that I had but it wasn't quite what I wanted to be doing so I trained as a therapist I first of all trained as an attachment-based therapist which is uh, kind of like The foundation of social work in a way as well, which is, you know, really understanding your your primary years and your experience with your primary caregiver, uh, usually mum, but obviously not exclusively mum. And how that then informs kind of all of your later relationships and your self-worth and your confidence and what have you. Um, So that was that was life changing for me. And then I uh, I eventually gave up my social work career to do counselling and therapy full time. I trained with Relate uh, as a relationship counsellor. And then, you know, just through that work, then realised that I didn't quite have the balance right. I didn't really enjoy social work because I found it very, I found it quite punitive in, in many ways. And I wasn't giving the support to the families that I wanted to or the support to to the women that I wanted to. And therapy is fantastic, but it's sometimes it didn't feel quite right as well. So I went into life coaching and then became a relationship and confidence coach, really then being able to draw on all of my experience and my knowledge and my own personal experience to then create a... A a system with my clients whereby we are working therapeutically, but also working towards the bigger goal, which ultimately is happiness, fulfillment, confidence, a a thriving life for themselves and their family.
1: That's amazing that you got to bring all of that experience that you built throughout the years and I'm sure it was still very helpful in what you're doing now because you literally had experience talking to so many people, helping them. And yeah, I guess also as, um, you know, facilitator, mediator sometimes uh, as a social worker, probably. And also that, that work that you said that you, you learned about the primary style of attachment. I think that is incredible and did you learn a lot about yourself as well when studying all of these subjects
2: yeah i mean absolutely absolutely and it that all happened really around about the time that i was having my own children as well so there was there was a whole kind of cascade of learning going on for me at that time and yeah, just, you know, me wanting to be the best parent that I could be to my children. And, you know, a lot of that, and this will, you know, I'm sure relate to your uh, to your audience as well. You know, we want to give our children our very best. Um, and in order to do that, I think we need to dig deep in ourselves and work out, actually understand ourselves best uh, or better and improve ourselves to the best ability that we can i mean you know we're all a working progress we're all living and and learning each day but um yeah i learned i learned loads about myself and i it's lovely to be able to be at this stage being able to watch my children grow and watch them figuring it all out as well and watching them grow and develop and um develop their 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 confidence and their their personal beliefs and their values as well so yeah absolutely I, I find it fascinating absolutely fascinating.
1: Mm, yeah, that's a, a beautiful journey and yeah I imagine also when you know you're you're now seeing your kids it's just it's it's great it's like the the full circle um so that's that's amazing and in terms of you said that most of your clients are uh, women and then quite a lot of mother in the lot as well what are some I guess reasons why you know women especially maybe or just your clients have a need to to talk or receive help
2: I think as women Um, And I I can only really speak for women because Mm -hmm. I'm a woman (laughs) and my my clients are, like I say, mostly women. I I think we grow up with a huge responsibility in terms of feeling like we have to, to do it all and be it all. And we're at a really interesting point in time now, particularly now, but over the last kind of Twenty years or so, where women in the workplace is is obviously like growing our our, our role in the workplace is is uh, thriving, mm-hmm. and yet we are still nurturers. We are still the ones that not only obviously bear the children, but do the majority of the child care, do the majority of the domestic stuff around the home um and do the responsibility of organizing and caring for our children maybe our parents maybe you know loved ones and on top of that still have to manage a career and prioritize uh where what what, what our jobs look like prioritize um d- delivering the best service to our clients or whatever and that is an enormous task and so what happens certainly with the the ladies that come to me is that they are they're burning out that they're at risk of burnout they are exhausted and they are they are so used to prioritizing maybe everybody else's needs above their own that they've forgotten to look after themselves and so it's about it's about finding the balance and really trying to work out what that is about. and is that a practical issue which yeah there's there's definitely a practical element to it in terms of time and earning money and you know Mm -hmm. doing the the care and what have you but there's also a huge emotional aspect to that about how as women we prioritize ourselves and what we feel that we are deserving of and what we think we are worth um, and where we see ourselves in the in the line of importance compared to everybody else
1: Mm. yeah that's very inspiring I think it's definitely true I hear a lot from women more than men the feeling of guilt a lot of guilt and you know just always wondering am I doing enough am I really there for my kids am I really there at work and you're just a lot of people feel like they're a split, it's like a split personality and you're never fully present, I guess. Uh, so this is very interesting. And so how, is there anything, like? do you have like a way to go? Is there a different, I don't know, like to, to deal with something so serious? How many sessions does that take? Like what are the, the steps? So my
2: work, I, I, I work in a four month coaching package And that's usually a a good enough time to to do the work Mm -hmm. that we need to do. And the steps are obviously going to be individual to, to, to the person that I'm working with. But inevitably, we end up at the beginning, the beginning of their story and actually understanding that. Because once we really understand how their sense of self comes about then everything kind of makes a lot more sense so it's not to say that all of my clients have suffered from trauma because they they haven't but it is about understanding where you where you fit it into your family life how you observed the relationships around you even just to kind of like simplify it to, to an extent you know, looking at your parents' relationship and what that looked like. Was that a loving relationship? Was that a hostile relationship? Um, How did you view that? How did you view love? How did you view your mum's role in the home? Where did you fit in? Did you feel seen? Did you feel heard? Did you feel appreciated? Did you feel loved? Or did you feel like you were an inconvenience and an annoyance? And, you know, really starting to understand where your story begins lays such an enormous foundation for how then you fit into adult life and how you fit into your romantic relationships and your your peer relationships and your work relationships and your 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 body image and you know it all you know so I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and we we were having you know a very similar conversation. And I was saying, you know, you seemed uh, I was talking about kind of like the, the, the benefits of what happens when we do the self work and the benefits not just to our relationships, but to our emotional well-being and to our physical well-being and to our bank balance and all of this. And she was saying, God, how on earth do you get all of that done in four months? And I said, well, it. we don't set about doing that. You know, we don't set about at the very beginning achieving all of these things. But what happens is that once you start to understand your own behaviours and you start to understand your own patterns and you start to prioritise yourself, then actually everything just naturally, it just unfolds from there because you start to see how your behaviour in one area of life is the same going on in so many other areas of your life. So as you start to work on yourself and you grow As a person, then you naturally start to improve all of the other areas of your life.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
1: That's very interesting. It feels like it's about opening Pandora's box and then (laughs) there's a lot of things coming. But so, yeah, once you notice and once you're able to observe what happened. So, for example, you know, your family dynamic and everything that you mentioned at the beginning, is just, for example, noticing is going to help, or is there anything that you have to, to do with these observations?
2: I think I think understanding it, noticing it and understanding it is, is, is a big part of it. Um, yes, there will be other things that we will do along the way. And I have as part of my um, as part of my model of work, I have um I have a little self self-study course that my clients can do alongside if if they want to something that i i I give them as as part of um part of our package of work and the exercises that we do there do help to unravel quite a lot and there are exercises that we will do there around kind of self-esteem and self-confidence and you know um but the, the, the the main part of the work is always in the talking it's always in being able to almost I mean it's not, it, it's not having a bird's eye view because we're always too close to have a bird's eye view but almost giving them the space within our sessions to be able to look at it either it, it, from, a, from a different perspective so mm-hmm we can we can have we can have a topic that we are talking about a situation that we're talking about maybe a family situation that we're talking about and then in kind of picking that apart and 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 really exploring what that was about whether that was a a single situation or whether that was just a kind of a, a, a culture within that family starting to really understand that and then being able to not, not intellectualize it, it's not about intellectualizing it, but it's just about understanding it and being able to to know because it's also about what we choose to hold on to and what we choose to let go of. And sometimes we hold on to things because we don't understand them. We don't really have we can't really make sense of it, but once we are able to make sense of it, we're able to let it go. Mm. And so that is that that's very powerful as well.
1: Mm, no, that's very interesting. Thanks for sharing that. I also feel that for a lot of women, they feel like they have to keep the balance, like everything is on their shoulder. And so they're trying to not upset, you know, anyone. And I can only imagine that this type of exercises requires, like, you have to be very brave to be able to go through that because some changes are coming after that, right? Depending on what they choose to let go of or hold on to, as you mentioned, there's probably some dynamic changes and logistics changes as well, which might impact the family, which obviously is for the better because as a mother, as we know, kids model everything that we do. So you have to... <laughs> if if you show that you're choosing yourself first and doing self care and really investing on your happiness, I think it it's something very positive. But I feel like for a lot of women, it still feels like it's really hard to do, and you just don't want to rock the boats too much. Anything? Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah,
2: it it's difficult, and 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 that will of course depend also on your relationship and how uh, so again it's how you value yourself in that relationship and where you stand and whether your relationship is equal or not I mean Mm -hmm. when you when you work on yourself your relationship will change I mean there's there's no doubt about it otherwise there's no point in doing the work so the relationship Mm -hmm. will change and then depending on the 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 individual dynamics of that relationship um obviously we it will hopefully improve right um mm-hmm. as you start then to address the balance because you're right we try to keep it balanced but in in actually us keeping it balanced so that our shoulders aren't tipping in either direction usually actually it means that we're doing more of the work than than our partner mm-hmm. and so it's about delegating I mean, you know, it's complicated because it's easy to say, well, it, it's, you just delegate and you just give more to your partner. But actually a lot of the time there's there's either resistance from the partner that they don't want to do it or there's resistance from the, the women because mm-hmm. actually they feel like if they are delegating and they're not doing it or and I'm really guilty of this. So I, I, I you know, I, I can speak from my own experience of this. I would love for my partner to do more and help more and you know address that balance but but also in me i i also recognize that in giving some of that away it makes me feel like i'm not doing it properly like i like i should be able to manage. and my head knows that that's impossible mm-hmm. but you know if we're talking about you know like childcare is a really good example. Like I I I love that my husband is really hands-on with my children, but I also want to be <laughs> doing everything to do with them. So you know we have to recognize where where the boundary starts and where the boundary stops and, and, and what is what is right and what is fair and what is actually just an emotion. And this is you know this is why it's so complicated because mm-hmm. We can be practical and we can be logical, but we are also very, very emotional. And so to to strike that balance, there is no one size fits all. It's really down to what works for the individual woman, what works for the couple, what works for the family, and then trying to tease out what it actually means to give some of that over and and what that looks like.
1: Right. Right. Yes. And also, obviously, it's a journey, right? It's, yeah. it's always, you know, I think sometimes you can easily fall back into old patterns. But then once you're aware, it's so much easier to realize it and get out of it faster. And it's a little bit I feel like it's a little bit like when you meditate. Sometimes your mind wanders, but the more you practice, the easier it is to just focus back and bring it back uh, (laughs) to yeah so i think it's a little bit the same it happens and it's not a failure to to you know having a week where you're controlling more and more hands-on and then you're gonna realize it and then you can just assess as you go so i really like the idea of progress uh, rather than perfection
2: (laughs) we never ever aim for perfection no. no, no, that's that's a futile a goal. It is.
1: <laughs> it's not a thing, it doesn't exist, and yeah, um it wouldn't even be worth it, right? Because it's too one note. <laughs> yeah. And too hard to maintain as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel most of the time the, the hardest is the expectations that we have on ourselves. Like that's the hardest thing to to attain. So yeah i guess it's it's good when when you're you're just doing the work getting through it and i guess there's also a lot of very interesting books about this subject any that you would recommend i know that i've read for example um a radical awakening from dr Shefali that is all about Rewiring your life and asking a, a lot of questions about absolutely every aspect of life, whether it's relationship, motherhood, marriage, and how you fit into society and also ask a lot of questions about your childhood and things like that. So it's it's quite uh for me, at least it was quite an emotional read. But I think as you go, uh, I was reading one chapter and then really taking the time to think about it and then going to the next chapter. So I think there's a lot of great, great resources nowadays, but is there anything that you would recommend in particular?
2: Well, I have my own book.
1: Oh, <laughs> perfect. We'll
2: link it. Which I feel like I need to, as you very naturally segued me into that. Um I would actually like the details on that book. I haven't heard of that book. That book sounds really good that you're just talking about. So my my book is how to be happy in life and love, a guide to living the life you deserve, and it yeah d- does something quite similar. Looking at, I mean, my book is is kind of like a life coaching. Uh, package in a book really it covers all of the areas that I cover with my clients really looking at the beginning of your story and then working through through to your relationships and your communication and confidence your friendship network your 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 tribe that's really important as well and also just being you know being forgiving of yourself and knowing that we, we don't get it right all the time. And that's part of the learning journey as well. And, and that's that's part of the important lesson that we teach our children is that it's not going to be right. It's not going to be perfect. We're, we're all going to make mistakes. So, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I, I've, I've read loads and loads of books. Um, I read quite a lot of obviously personal development books and I read quite mm-hmm. a lot of spiritual books as well. I can't really, I've got so many, I wouldn't even know where to start. One of the books that I always come back to, which I absolutely love, um, which I'm sure you'll be really familiar with, is um, The Universe Has Got Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I
2: just absolutely, that book always really grounds me, to be honest, always kind of brings me back to a place of calm and I find it very, I find it very warm and I find it a very humbling book. I've, I've I've read it so many times. I love it. That's
1: great. Yeah, we'll put the links of everything that we talk about in the show notes so that everyone can have a look as well as uh, everything about Pascal and where you can find her on social media as well as her website, of course. Um, is there any last advice that we'd like to share? Yeah, I mean, I just think really just do the work.
2: I think everybody can benefit from personal development work like literally without exception and I, I, I don't believe well. certainly in my world and in my my tribe my community personal development is is very normal it's a very very widely accepted part of life but I suppose there are still people out there that that maybe stigma is a bit too strong a word but but think that they either don't need it or um or actually worse than not feeling that they don't that they need it feel that that they can just kind of power through that yeah. this is just something that 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 this is just something that happens in life and i just got to kind of like suck it up and get on with it and mm-hmm. and that's that's, that's even worse than not thinking you need it because then it's like, you know that you need it, but you don't feel, and this comes back to the whole self-worth thing. You don't feel like you deserve it. Like you mm-hmm. feel like you, that this is your lot and this is as good as it's going to get. Um, yeah. And the answer is it, you, you never have to, like life is not something that we have to power through and struggle through. Life is beautiful. And the more that you understand about yourself, Um, the richer life becomes a hundred percent
1: yeah and also there's the other side where a lot of uh, women especially and I think I was part of them a few years ago where you expect that something is going to come and save you and like one day all your problems are going to disappear. I don't know, something is going to happen to you. You're not supposed to be in this life. You see what I mean? It's like something is going to happen, whether it's someone or an opportunity or something that is going to completely, magically change your whole world. And that is something that once you understand that, no, you have to do the work and you have to hold yourself accountable and no one is going to do it for you. I think it took me some time to realize personally, but then- it really changed my my life for the better so and i know this is something that a lot of people feel as well so yeah, yeah. it can be oh that's power through or oh no i'm in denial um something will get better magically yeah
2: nobody's nobody's gonna rescue you no, <laughs> no <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. like, i mean yes yeah. my, myself i'm going in, to in the mirror me. the, only yeah, the yeah.
2: person in the mirror absolutely <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep, yep. that's great well thank you so much for your time and all of your amazing thoughts and all the work that you do pascal it was a pleasure to be speaking with you today
2: lovely to speak with you too thank you julie
1: thank you so much for listening feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know if you enjoyed this episode then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on apple podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already that's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day.